0: Welcome to the OA Virtual Kitchen Sink Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Kitchen Sink Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now, our speaker.
1: Yay. Hi, everybody. My name is Joy, and I am a grateful recovering compulsive overeater. Hi, my people. I have to say I'm not nervous this morning. I'm just excited. Early in program, I was given um, by my sponsor one of those emoji pages that's got all the little faces, like smiley face, sad face, pain face, you know, whatever, because I had a hard time this whole feelings thing was a brand new experience to me. So I had trouble uh, understanding what everything just felt like fear to me. So I didn't understand the difference between excitement and, um, you know, what, you know, basically what I was experiencing at that particular moment. And it seems so ridiculous, but I actually would look at those little faces and try and identify the emotion that I was feeling early on. So that being said, um, I am 22 years in this program. I came into OA in the year 2000. Um, And I'm going to talk about that a little bit just because, you know, it was a different day. It was a day of no internet, cell phones, uh, or no cell phones, you know. Um, I am what we call a 100-pounder. My top weight was 320 pounds. I do have pictures. I don't know if that's if we do that. Um and I weigh 156 pounds today. Uh and my current abstinence is three years and five months. So you can do the math. Twenty-two years in, three and a half years of abstinence, uh, real abstinence, true abstinence, an abstinence that um I can live with no matter what. Um, Super, super grateful to be able to have strung those days together because, as maybe many of you know, in relapse, it's a very, very difficult thing um, to reachieve once you've lost it. Cunning, baffling, and powerful, right? So what did I want to tell you back in those days? Um, In the beginning at 320 pounds, I was so uh, miserable. I had lost my job had some weird relationship that had ended and I was alone and I would eat all night and sleep all day. Um, and I would leave the house um, to go to the market and, you know, kind of like joke with the checkout, um, girl about, you know, all this food I was buying for my family when it was just for me. Um, and, um, I happened upon this weird local, uh, uh channel um on the tv where they had recorded some 12-step programs and you know at two o'clock in the morning or whatever i tuned into channel six or whatever it was and i saw this group of people talking about compulsive behaviors with food and i couldn't believe my eyes my ears there was one uh fella in particular um Carl G who became my Eskimo into this program and he was like this quirky little dude he had like an earring and some kind of like weird had two earrings two earrings and I was like two earrings dude like you know but I couldn't I couldn't believe the things he was saying about food behaviors and I I just you know every night after that I was trying to find that program again just because I I just couldn't believe it I, I was stunned Um, I couldn't for a while. I don't know if it was an offshoot thing. As I understood, that recovery channel used to, you know, take different meetings. I don't even know how that could be done today. But at any rate, um, people were sharing things that horrified me, thrilled me. I just couldn't believe it. So um, at some point, I got up the nerve to call the information operator. Remember? You guys, the, uh, four, uh, 411 information, the nice, usually a lady who would answer the phone and help you. And I asked her for the number of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and she gave it to me and I said to her, um, doesn't they have like a, a food pro, a one for food? And she went, yes, Overeaters Anonymous. And the reason that I, you know, um presented my call that way is because I was horrified that she would think that I was overweight or that I was a compulsive overeater or that I needed help with a food program. It was just as usual, just real discussionary, like, oh my gosh, thanks so much. And then I had the number and I called the office and I um, found um, a newcomer's meeting Wednesday night in the San Fernando Valley, a hundred pounders meeting at the old Darby office. And I went a few times and sat in my car outside the rooms, couldn't actually go in. And then One night I did and I saw that Carl guy walk in and it was like seeing Brad Pitt, you guys. Like I was like, Oh my God. I sat in the back of the room and I watched him and I, you know, people tried to hug me and talk to me. And I was like, are you new? No, no, no. I always appreciate newcomers today who say, yeah, I'm new. I don't know what what's going on here. I'm here to check it out because I couldn't even say that. I couldn't even say I'm in pain. I mean, obviously I'm walking in at 320 pounds with a stained um like Winnie the Pooh or Mickey Mouse, like a uh, shirt that I had, you know, I had like two outfits that fit me. I was at a 2628. I was at the biggest size. I couldn't even find clothes and I would hand wash my clothes because what happened if they were ruined again, so different than just going on Amazon right now and ordering anything you wanted Um, there were no cell phones you know There, it was just such a different day and um, my nephew who's the love of my life who's 16 years old for his entire life he's been asking me to explain my references like oh you're such a broken record it's like what's a broken record Auntie Joy like he just like can't even comprehend the dark ages that I came from 22 years ago you know um, and I am so grateful today, um, to have found my people. And I do need to stop there and say, not entirely happy to be part of this group. It was a big, I just thought, really, God, like, why can't I be like a, you know, a waif, pa- waif-like pale, waif like pale, uh, you know, drug addict or alcoholic or something. Why food? Like, I just thought that's so, you know, we wear our disease. We wear our compulsion. It's hide to, it's, you can't hide it. And I just didn't want to be part of this group. And that was a huge piece of the puzzle for me, which was God and fellow. Because I had, you know, parochial school all my life. I had the God thing. I really believed there were God shots aligned to get me into these rooms because I don't have alcoholics, like I didn't, I had no, never even heard of Alcoholics Anonymous, like I had no understanding of the whole thing, and I got the God thing, that didn't really scare me, but the component that I was missing was, if I'm holding your hand, and I'm holding God's hand, and I'm locked in, I no longer have a hand to pick up the food, because like I said, I tried to do this without you, I figured why can't God and I just do it, but Joy's Way never worked, and trust me, I spent years trying it this way. Um, I like to skid around the rooms and not be known, not have a home meeting because from my first meeting, I was horrified. And I remember a lady taking my name and number. I couldn't get out of there quick enough. And she called me that night after the meeting. And she was like, hi, it's Mary. And I kind of remember her cool hands holding my hands. Um, And she said, hi, um, if you're eating, it's okay. And of course I was eating. The phone was ringing and I had a, made a huge pot of pasta or something. And I was like, how could she know that I'm eating? Like, I'm looking around my windows, you know, like, how is she, why would she say that? Like, oh my God, how embarrassing, you know? Um, but, you know, little by little, I was coaxed back to come back into the rooms and sit there and cry and um, listen And um, I basically knew that I had truly um, uh, earned my seat in these rooms and that when I would go away and come back, you were holding that seat for me because this is where I belong. And that goes back to what I said to you this morning. I'm thrilled to be here with you guys. I'm really not nervous. I'm a little nervous about the time and like, how long am I talking? Am I spending too much time on this or that? But it's important for you to know at 320 pounds, I was in a lot of pain and I had a lot, all of the food behaviors that I know. I remember some gentleman who tried to give me a hug at one of the meetings and he didn't have front teeth. And I was like, don't touch me. What's the deal? And I came to uh, find out he was in, um, in the military in desert storm, And he had broken his front teeth off eating a frozen snickers bar and you know um i I, i've been so humbled by you sharing your experience strength and hope with me because you get me like no one else does like my family of origin doesn't i'm at home with you i i thought last night like maybe i should like put some timelines together or something it's like no because to me and through me god like I have so much to tell you that it's not even an issue. Like, how am I going to talk for 20 minutes? It's like, are you kidding me? Because I'm so grateful for my life today. My life is a miracle and it's only because I work my program every day. And the analogy is, um, you know, when you first start going to the gym and you get those little pink Barbie weights and you're like, you know, Yay, I'm working out, you know, but that lasts for. A few weeks and then you, you need to lift more weight. You need to do more and more. And I didn't like that about the program. Once again, I wanted to pick and choose the parts of it that I liked, but I'm very locked in. I'm of service. I have regular meetings. I have a half a dozen sponsors who keep me doing this work. You know, I'm, I'm on step six again right now for the second or third time. And it's amazing to me how, um, You know, there are these self-created roadblocks that are keeping me um, in my head and keeping me crazy. A big part of my physical abstinence and recovery is my emotional sobriety because I'm like a drunk. I shouldn't be driving a car. I shouldn't be, you know, I'm under the influence. And I really believe that today. I cannot show up authentically as the, the person that I really am. When I'm anesthetizing with the food and I at the birthday party this year, um, I did hear a lot of people say that they were recovered compulsive readers, And I was so in awe of that because I don't think I can say that today, but I like that idea that at some point, I don't know, does the obsession get lifted? Do the, do the thoughts stop? Because my disease talks to me in my own voice and it, a lot of times makes great sense. It's logical, like why I should put a little whiskey in that milk, you know. It's like, yeah, well, I'll leave a sandwich too, and that should do it, you know. But today, I know I have no business going into that bar in the first place. Oh, because it's like hot out, and I want to go into a nice dark bar, you know, with a book to get out of the sun. And, and I apologize again for the references. I, it's you know, in, in the big book, the story of uh, the whiskey and the milk. I'm sure you all know it. If, if there's newcomers here that don't, you'll hear it. Um, So um, basically, uh, I am jumping all around, but you know, I'm not going to apologize for that, because this is what um, I'm sharing with you this morning. I have a lot of bits and pieces of, you know, my spiritual program of action. Um, This is a compulsion that I am powerless over. Um, My sponsor um, had likened it to me um getting in the ring with mike tyson or whoever the boxers are of the day i'm going to lose every time however if muhammad ali is in the ring with me then i've got a fighting chance and that's where the spiritual program of action having a higher power that i involve in all of my affairs i just can't imagine how i ever did it before how did i ever do it um i um pray I one of my favorite analogies right now is wait. Why am I talking? Because my mind moves kind of fast and I have a lot to say and that type of thing. And I find that I'm allowing the pause to come in right now to kind of guide my actions. I constantly reason things out with another. I have, you know, life's in session. I've had some, I had an tooth and I got a ticket and I got, um you know, uh, um, into, a, you know, what, whatever's happening. It makes me are is that are you holding up my time, Pamela? Yeah, five minutes, okay, I better really fast forward here, um and I know we have question and answer, so i'll I'll be happy to go over and any specific questions, but um, I can't do this alone. My sponsor is my spiritual chiropractor, I call her because I call her, and I'm all you know confused about the next indicated step, what's the action I should take. And again, it goes back to that that chart of faces. What am I feeling? Is this fear? What's the basis of this? I look at my motives all the time because for us, it's causes and conditions. If I don't understand what's going on, um, I'm going to pick up. You know, um, they say uh, seconds and inches. And I've been there sometimes, too, where I have big ticket items and I'm like hungry you know, it's like I'm looking to get a second, second lunch because it was such a long, it was, there's so many years of handling things a certain way. And I feel like those, you know, we, I call them character defenses instead of defects because it's what got me through. The food was never my problem. The food was my solution. That's how, that's what I, that was, my drug of choice, I, I chose food to celebrate and to commiserate and to, um, you know, soothe and to, um, it was my friend and my partner and my buddy and putting that down was hard. Losing that hundred pounds was hard. I would have these sort of fantasies about dipping back into that fat suit again, because I just, for a few years like I was always cold the light was really bright like I was just like oh my gosh like so much information coming in and it took me it took what it took I'm not sorry for my relapses I'm not sorry for having three and a half years of abstinence after 22 years in program because it took what it took to bring me to this point today um, and i 'm so grateful for it. no mistakes in god 's world and so i couldn 't do it without you i couldn 't do it without a higher power and i couldn 't do it without being involved in these rooms. You are my people. I cannot wait to get to be with you. Zoom has had additional challenges, but you know i'm i 'm on the board of my intergroup i am Of service. I have service positions at all of my meetings because sometimes Tuesday night comes or Thursday night comes and it's like, I'm tired. I just want to go to bed. No, guess what? You have a service position. You have to show up. So I've I've locked myself in. Basically, they say if you get into the middle of the herd, you know, the lions can't pick you off. And so I don't want to experiment with it anymore. I have a healthy respect for my disease today because it's not so much that I'm going to have to restart my abstinence or I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to go crazy and I'm not going to have the sanity and the joy that this program has given me. My life is a miracle today. And um I, I feel like, again, um, you know, the... I, I want God to intervene today. I don't want to block that process. I spend a lot of years on channel three, again, trying to get that reception. And it's nothing but static and white noise. I have to turn into the actual cable channel, channel seven. You know, we used to say these references are also old, but I have to turn on to the right channel to be able to see the picture and to get the message. And um that's something that, you know, I need to be reminded of. Because I have amnesia. So some days my sponsor in a very few words kind of like adjusts me, gets me back on track. She'll say, what's on K Joy radio today? Let's, let's change the town. What music are you listening to? And it's like, oh, okay, gratitude. I have a puppy. I have a, a, a wedding anniversary coming up. My sponsor uh, taught me to celebrate my wedding anniversary every year. I've only been married for this will be six years, but it's a big production. We stop and we acknowledge it and we celebrate it. Same thing with my birthday. I turned 62 uh, years ago on the slide um, and I didn't want to come out. Look at it. I'm a young person. And guess what? My sponsor helped to coax me out. And now I'm like, where's my senior discount? I'm 62. Like, what do I get? You know, it's like, I want you to know this is 60. This is OK. This is fabulous you know it's the best days of my life so why do I want to hide behind some pretense that I'm not enough like I have wrinkles isn't that great the filters you can put on thank you I hear that um so I could talk to you all day um again not going to apologize it's something again I have a little paper here that says do not apologize because My lower self always wants to say, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't good enough. Did did I say anything? It's just like it doesn't matter. I'm here um, with you today and you're my favorite people. You're my family and there's no place else I'd rather be. Thank you so much for letting me share. Uh, All right. So this is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Operators Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. If you asked a question last week, please wait until the first three questions have been asked before raising your hand. Um, If you have a question, please click the raise your hand icon. And it looks like we'll do that for about uh, until 9.50. So who has a question that I would love to answer? Uh, hi, Melissa. Let's start with you. there. Yeah, thank you so much for your share. Can you describe what your daily spiritual practice looks like? Thanks. Of course. So I've mentioned earlier we got a puppy. <laughs> and so, um, that has kind of rocked my world. So recently I have, um, I always did a quiet time in the morning. Um, so recently I brought a little desk into my bedroom. Uh, my boudoir. And I honestly don't, I don't open the door to my bedroom until I've done my morning activities. So that does include um, reading, I have all my daily readers. um, And there's quite a few. um, And I do that I um, have my step work out on my little desk. So I take a look at that. Uh, Some days I'm inspired by a question or something to do some reading. And then the quiet time is a meditation practice where I'm just still and I do my meditation just sitting there um and um was I gonna say oh did I I don't know if I mentioned it my my yoga mat I have to get down on my mat I have certain stretches and exercises that I need to do as part of my morning ritual um and I play um classical music with getting the puppy they have like classical for puppies they have like Alexa, play soothing puppy music, you know, and that's what she goes to sleep with. And I have found that so tra- transcendental. It's like I really wasn't listening to music before in the morning, but now I'm listening to puppy meditation music while I do my quiet time. And it just lifts me. It's just such a beautiful thing. If I don't take a minute and stretch my body, I'll limp for the rest of the day. And I used to just, as soon as I open that door, puppy, coffee, th- things going on. I won't come back to it. It's how I have to start my day. Um, And I think that's the long version of your short question. Thank you. Who else has a question? Uh, Deb Deb has her hand up. It's hard to see. Hi there, Deb.
0: Hi. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh, that was awesome. Can you share a little bit about your abstinence and food plan. And i um, sorry, the dog thinks I'm talking to her. Um, <laughs> he said um, abstinence and food plan and how it's changed in 22 years.
1: Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, it has gotten, uh, I eat a lot less food today and that's just the bottom line. And I wasn't willing to do that initially because I'm a quantity eater. I need to eat. An, I did need to eat until it, Felt uncomfortable. That's when I knew I was full. Um, and so basically when I was working, it was a little bit easier than it is now. I do have a few challenges now that I'm retired. It used to be six, twelve, six. 6 So I have three meals a day. And usually vegetables, I'll eat vegetables with two of those meals. Um, I don't eat after dinner. I um, suffered terribly for years with night eating. I don't know. What would happen when the sun would go down, but I would turn into like a werewolf or something like I was ravenous. I was uncomfortable. Um, and I never really believed that would be lifted, but it has been lifted one day at a time. I no longer have that drive to eat at night. And I tried many different things, many different things, many discussions. My sponsor was like, maybe you were put to sleep with a bottle. Maybe you're anxious about the next day. Who knows? For a while, I had a snack at night. My abstinence is three meals and two snacks. I don't use my snacks if I can help it. My life is very full and very busy. So I hit those three meals um, and that's it. I've had um, no flour, no sugar in my abstinence before. It's not there now. I've had... You know, I've had to make special arrangements for parties and that type of thing. I put alcohol down for a while. I put coffee down for a while. I've taken it back, but it's black because I just wanted to put creamer and sugar and artificial sweetener. I had a huge problem with that for a while. So it's evolved, you know, like whatever I would start to say, these are the top three things that keep popping up on my list. What's with that item? I'm buying that every week without fail. And then I wanted to look at that when I had like a, a surgery and I couldn't have coffee. I was in so much pain. They actually had to give me caffeine intravenously. And I didn't like that because, oh, OK, well, so apparently the drug caffeine has a hold over my life. So today I really want to be free. I watch what's coming up for me. Um, my sponsor has gotten me to have dessert with dinner. So my dinner is have some yogurt and strawberries, uh frozen fruits. I always have something sweet at the end of my dinner and I never did that before because it's like mm, I don't need it. I do need it. it. It it helped to curb the night eating. So I'll leave it there. Thank you for asking. Uh hi Pam, I see you. Hi I'm, Hi,
0: sorry, sorry. Um my naturally my son talks to me when I'm trying to, you know, attend a meeting and participate. Hi, I'm Pam Compulsive Eater. Um, How, how, what happened to, to like, what was it that finally got you to do whatever it was that started you actually losing weight? How did that click over?
1: Well, it was the gift of desperation, first of all, because I was in so much pain. I was so miserable. And my sponsor started me with like, she would say, we're, and I do this with newcomers too. um, We're going to eat five times today. So whether you lick your finger, eat a grape at the market, that became a meal or that became uh, one of those five times. And so I basically, she said three Thanksgiving meals a day, go for it. You want to eat a whole pizza, eat a whole pizza. That's one, that's one meal. And so, you know, we would have these conversations where it was like, okay, so you're at the movies, popcorn or candy, which one, just one, you know, so she really had to reel me in little by little to get me to contain the uh, times of day I was eating um, and, and we, and not what I was eating. It it, it was little by slowly really looking at that. And it's just like, okay, then I wanted to be on a losing abstinence. My first idea was to just put some parameters around my food and then it was like, okay, so what does a new losing abstinence look like? What what are you prepared to do? And I bristled with that. Um, you know, but little by slowly, by showing up by, by, you know, the sustained effort of trying by holding my seat, by staying involved. Um, I commiserated for years about people who couldn't lose weight because they were over 55 or menopause or this or that it's like some big mystery right you're like i don't know there's something wrong with me it's my it's like no i was eating way too much food way too much food Um, Because I figured a bowl of a family sized bowl of lettuce is lettuce. Like, what's the big deal? You know, I don't need to eat a family sized bowl of lettuce. My portions are the right size now because I want them to be. It's almost like uh, how long do you have to come to meetings until you want to, until you can't wait to get there? You know, I had my covers pulled many times where people would just be in different sponsors and fellows would say, just stop it. Stop that. You know, and I needed to hear that because it, I found a lot of inner child work like my little girl wanted that this and that wanted to play, didn't want to do bills, you know, um, and I was able to separate the two. It's like big, big girl panties time. And I was willing and able to change my food little by slowly. And it took years. It took I lost a 100 pounds um, well, over about six years. It didn't come off in a month. You know, just by my sponsor would say cutting a new groove. So again, the old references, you know, there's a needle that goes around in that groove. Well, now we're cutting a new groove and it's uncomfortable. It's like that game. Like if you fold your hands like this and then if you separate them by one finger, it feels weird. Right. That doesn't feel right. It's like this, not this. And I had to be uncomfortable. And that was super hard for me because I told you, I don't want feelings. I don't want to feel it. I need my food. You know, one of my fellows used to say, I'd rather talk to you about my appointment at the women's doctor rather than talk to you about my food. It's extremely personal, but I was able to be honest, little by slowly, didn't come quick. Who else has a question? Do we have more time? Could I just spend all day with you guys? Um, I think we have. Oh, yes, we have a little bit more time. Anybody else have a question? You have Uh, Patricia, then Janet. Okay, thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. Hi, Patricia. Hi, I'm Patricia, compulsive
0: overeater, and thank you for for your share. Um, One of the things I was kind of interested in is as you've gone through the physical, emotional, and spiritual recovery, what were ways that, that were helpful for you to manage the emotional aspects of losing the hundred pounds in terms of how you coped with your physical transformation.
1: So again, you know, we do nothing alone in these rooms. That was something that I heard early on that I didn't really embrace, you know, like what I'm going to call you or something, you know, and now I can't imagine any other way. If you tell me you, you have a, I have a dog now. So I'm happy to talk to you about it, but if you're having an issue with your dog. I'll say, Oh, call Mary. She has two dogs, you know? So I had to call other people who had lost a hundred pounds and I actually, I see you, Pamela. Okay. Great. Um, and, um, it's so hard for me to give quick answers because I just love talking about this. Uh, my life was saved by this program, you guys. So it's like a complete, like, hallelujah moment to, to you know, please take my number, call me. I would be thrilled to speak with you about anything in the recovery because of so much that I was given. I know I have to give that back to you. But I had to find a God squad of people who were like, are you cold all the time? It's like men started to look at me. And I wanted them to look at me so desperately before, you know, and it's like, and then I didn't know how to handle compliments. I didn't know how I would keep going back to the, the, um, plus size store. I had to have someone physically take me and say, you're a 16, you're a 14, you're a 12. This is where you can shop. It's like, so, because I, 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 You know, that's a big part of this process is I'm a smart girl, right? I, you know, even still, I'll order something and I'll order an extra large. I'm like a medium top now. But I find myself thinking, ah, it's not going to fit. It's not going to fit, you know. So, you know, I still have that image of myself. The, the, The fat pictures that I have today, I don't think I look that bad. I think I look similar. Trust me. I can get both legs into one of those gene legs today. I'm not that person, but my head plays tricks on me. So the fellowship shares their experience, strength, and hope. It's like, this is how I felt. This is what I did. And I couldn't have done it without finding that core group of people to help me, hold me up. You know? I think we could do maybe one more quick question. Oh, there was somebody else Bob already picked. Sorry about that. Who's next? Jan- Janet. Hi, Hi, my name's Janie. Oh, Janie, sorry.
0: It's okay. Uh, well, this is the second time I've said out loud I'm a compulsive overeater, um, which I am. I'm also 35 years in AA, And as I said, I went to my first OA meeting something like 30 years ago. And when I heard them say like, "Some uh, who knows," because it was a long time ago, what I thought I heard was like uh, something about life and death at the first bite. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me?" because I really was life and death in another program, and so it just seemed like, what a joke. Okay, fast forward 30-something years, and I'm so miserable. Um, so let, let but me I can't... That, is your question, is question about... Go ahead. No, I'm getting ready to say my question.
1: Okay, we'll It only feel, a couple minutes.
0: It feels like control, not God. Like control, like I'm learning to control my life, not surrender, and so I can't really get that. I don't get how that
1: is. Oh, I, I love that question, and thank you, Janie, because I know how painful it is. So just remember, it's like the surrender, you know, to be to remain open-hearted, open-minded, teachable. Um, is it, it's such a small ask in the scheme of things. So if you are being guided by a sponsor and she says, read that daily reader, come to this meeting because I'm there. Um, you know, it, it's like, okay, so in order to save your life, and I really do believe I'm like a gutter drunk, right? Like I'm like needle in the arm laying there. I have eaten food. I can, we won't even go into it. I have displayed some very unlovely um behaviors to get my drug and so I can be free you know the analogy about having a terminal disease and the doctor says here read this book take these three steps and you're going to live so the gift of desperation is I'm willing to do anything today because it's not to just be comfortable in my own skin and have a healthy body weight I get to be sane in my relationships I get to be sober with my husband I get to keep my mouth shut I get to do be grateful for every day that I wake up in joy like my friends used to call me joyless I thought that was kind of funny that was my cool nickname you know that does not fit me today so just trust the process really and truly keep coming back it's a psychic change Something is going to shift for you little by little and you'll, you'll be sitting where I'm sitting and you'll think, boy, okay, come here. And that's what I have to say about that. I think that's time or beyond time, 9.50, come here.